The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to The Natural Way with Sandy podcast series. This particular podcast is entitled... It is time to take personal responsibility. With all of the information that is out there about coronavirus and is it causing major havoc financially? Yes. Is it causing major havoc with health? Well, in some instances, yes, but the majority of the symptoms are mild with the majority of people. If we take a look at our history, we really only need to have a look at perhaps the Spanish flu or the bubonic plague that we were exposed to during the First World War here in Australia. And what happens is the world survives. But what hasn't happened and what I would argue we really, really do need to focus on, folks, is taking personal responsibility. You see, You're exposed to marketers, the marketing gurus, who tell you to soldier on, take their magic pill, and then keep going even when your virus is in full-blown phase. Yes, I understand that we are thinking in our own mind, my job, I'm so important in the wheel of, of my work that I just can't take a day off. I can't take time to rest because my job is really important and my contribution to that job is really important as well. Well, dedication to task is a really good thing. But dedication and taking responsibility and having some awareness about what that virus is going to be doing to your colleagues workmates and anyone else that you come in contact with along the way from leaving home to getting to work and then often going into air-conditioned buildings and then coughing, spluttering or that pill may have worked and really dried some of that mucus up and that you don't look like you've got a virus but you actually do have because the incubation period you're right in the middle of it. So you're spreading it and you don't even look like you are. So it is so important to think about what you need to do to take some responsibility. Well, at the first sign of any virus, and it really doesn't matter what, what name we want to give it, a virus is a virus. And therefore, what we need to be doing is focusing in on what can we do for our virus. Well, first of all, we isolate ourselves. And as I've said in previous podcasts, and if you haven't heard the podcast, go back and listen to the one on coronavirus. There was one about the immune system. There's also one about Manuka honey, and there's now about 30 podcasts up. But please, if you wouldn't mind subscribing so we can keep seeing how many people are interested in the podcasts for us to be deciding whether to keep them going. We hope that they're 
are enough people who are listening to them uh, regularly. I think we're up to about 4,000 at the moment, but we really do need people to subscribe. So let's get back into taking responsibility. Well, one of the things is to ask yourself, what can I do to support my immune system? Well, you know, the majority of people look at supporting their immune system as we enter winter. Say autumn starts, the advertising starts about getting flu injections, all the advertising starts in health food stores and chemists where you'll start seeing you know, the immune enhancing preparations, they all come out on the shelf. The manufacturers start getting a whole range of herbs, minerals and vitamins out that are specific to the immune system. I would argue, having been in practice for as long as I have, that what we really do need to pay attention to is our immune system 24 hours a day, 7 days a week your 86,400 seconds a day needs to have a focus on what you're doing with your immune system every day, 365 days of the year. And the reason for that is your immune system is the linchpin to everything. So foundational information, and I won't go through what I've done on previous podcasts, please go back and listen to them. But really some basic thought processes would be Looking at nutrition, making sure that you've got a good healthy diet, restricting white flour, sugars and highly processed foods, having lots of leafy green vegetables, the more fruit and vegetables you can get into the daily diet, the better, warming tonic foods such as garlic and ginger, onion, the chilies, the peppers, those sorts of things. There is also some of the common sense rules that we must apply making sure that we're very well hydrated. If we're going into large areas where there are lots of people, as I've said, and I've spoken about wet ones with eucalyptus, and I will spend a little bit more time on that as well to deal with an issue that was raised. Actually, initially an issue was raised with me in 2016, or 2017, I think it was 16 or 17 at a talk that I gave. And I've had another um, discussion uh, with a friend about the use of wet ones as well. So I'm going to have a little bit of a chat about the use of wet ones um, as part of this podcast. But let's thinking, as we're starting here, thinking about different minerals, vitamins, nutrients. The foundation of vitamin C is still very important. I was amazed when I went to a shopping centre the other day and within the shopping centre there is a medical centre and I was just standing waiting for a friend who was buying a musical instrument next door at a a shop and I happened to see on the screen in the doctor's rooms this video that was going around and I could just hear what they were saying and they were talking about things to support your immune system and what might be um, not so effective. I was blown away by the fact that this person on the video said that vitamin C didn't have any evidence to support the immune system. Now, I don't know where this person got their information and why it was even being shown inside a medical room. But let me assure you, that the use of vitamin C is absolutely fantastic as a key antioxidant to be supporting your immune system 
on a day-to-day basis. And that is 365 days of the year. Now, fortunately, as we're having our mixture of fruits and vegetables, you will find that a lot of them actually will have vitamin C. Something along the lines of, say, having a kiwi fruit. Most people go, oh, vitamin C, orange. But there are so many other foods that can actually bring vitamin C into the body. Some of the ones that you would um, think of would be, you know, the peppers, like, and you get red, green, uh, yellow peppers. Uh, sweet potato is excellent. Strawberries, um, tomatoes. Let me think just off the top of my head. Um, I said kiwi fruit, I've said orange. A cauliflower, um, cantaloupe. So these are some of the vitamin rich, vitamin C rich foods that you can get. And if we just think about the combination of the more colourful the food, the more likely you're going to see some vitamin C. It's a bit of a rule of thumb. Now, the only time that I actually suggest that people really go and have a, a look at, um, at, say, Dr. Google is looking for something generalised such as this. And um, if you want to look at high uh, vitamin C rich foods, go online and have a look. There is loads and loads of them. And I really don't want to be going through a lot of them because I may say some that people don't like. You might like them, someone else may not. So a really good thing to think about is is getting um, information, find out what vitamin C rich foods are and bring them in instead of, um, the you know, have the varying foods and then you know that you're getting a certain amount of vitamin C coming into the body. Having said that though, at the first sign of, say you're going to be getting a cough, cold, sore throat, running nose, whatever it is, I still think that that very old-fashioned horseradish, garlic and vitamin C, although you can have horseradish, you can have garlic, you can have vitamin C rich foods and you can bring all those foods into the diet as quickly as possible. But many companies actually do have horseradish, garlic and vitamin C. And look, to be perfectly honest, I always keep one of those bottles on hand just in case I I get something when I'm travelling, doing my lectures or whatever. Um, and I will normally take four of those a day and get right on top of symptoms. But again, the foods that come in, you want to be having things like, don't forget your horseradish, don't forget garlic, don't forget vitamin C on a regular basis. So there's some of the foods that we would be saying to be coming in. But the responsibility is not sharing the virus when you've got it. The second thing is, and hopefully that's cleared up about the vitamin C, I have written to the doctors and asked them where that information was from. It was like a set-up video, um, and it was an Australian video, but I need to find out who actually manufactured it so I can get them and hopefully clarify with them that they're giving out wrong information. Now, the other thing is is about taking that uh, responsibility and that's for personal responsibility, is not only for self, but also the environment, the space around you. So the personal responsibility, very common sense, hands, keeping hands clean. We've got all these people, millions of masks have been sold. But at the end of the day, it's the hands that are going to be transferring a lot of these viruses around. So you need to keep your hands clean all the time. 
using the the sanitizers is a convenient way you can make your own if you wanted by using aloe vera gel and adding eucalyptus oil now a comment was made that eucalyptus oil is expensive i would really like to offer that eucalyptus oil is not expensive for what it is and the fact that you only use a very small amount of it to get an action so eucalyptus oil is an affordable oil and again the larger the bottle that you get the cheaper it becomes but realistically when you start looking at what it is it's an essential oil there is nothing else added to it it's a pure oil and for the very very small amount that you'll be using it really is cost efficient but using something along the lines of a non-perfumed soap and non-perfumed is important because some of the perfumery that goes with it can be an irritant so your standard common garden variety uh, sunlight soap is perfect so nice soapy frothy um, hands and clear between your fingers around your fingernails and all of that and doing it all the time like if you go to a supermarket and someone's handed you money that is the filthiest thing that you can be carrying in your body and so that money you were transferring because you don't know how many people have actually touched that money between uh, you know it going into say into the supermarket you're there and then you get it and not only that but money goes into the drawers money keeps going on top of other money so it really is not a very uh, clean thing to be playing around with so how can you avoid transference well whenever you're handling money you're using your wet ones with the eucalyptus or alternatively going and washing your hands with hot soapy water the other thing is is then the first sign of a virus you will start to feel a bit of a chill and the moment you feel that chill you want to warm the body up as quickly as possible by having a hot drink or getting hot getting say if you're in the car you feel that get out of the car pull over and then start moving your body around it could be in the middle of summer if you've got a chill put the heater on because the hotter the body gets the better it is going to be for you particularly with a virus now i would like to just talk about the wet ones uh, for a moment at one of the talks that i gave somebody did bring up and said that they had looked at a particular website that actually spoke about why uh, wet ones and i think they call them wet wipes um, should be avoided and when uh, i had a look at it after the t- i wasn't familiar with it i did have a look at it and i'd like to run through this for you just in case some of you are seeing the same site and i'd like you to read it with critical thinking skills they say that um it's not so convenient after all wet wipes are terrible for the environment city sewers and human health avoid at all cost well they say that um it is labeled the biggest villain of 2015 this is an article that says now really these disposable wipes they say that they are essentially an instant soapy washcloth that doesn't require rinsing and it offers all these promises well you know what it really is yes it is that true that a lot of people start using it and then they 
actually dispose of them inappropriately. So yes, have sewers been blocked in the UK? Yes. But the reason being is is that people flush them down the toilet or what happens is, is people throw them on the street. Well, let's use a little bit of common sense here. It's the disposal of the wet one by being responsible. What you should be doing is disposing of them and putting them into garbage putting them into either a plastic bag so if you're going to be using your wet ones have a small plastic bag that's a ziplock that you'll carry with you when you use the wet one then put it into the ziplock bag tighten it up close it off and then dispose of the entire bag when you get home or when you see where there is a rubbish bin they also talk about the sea creatures such as turtles um, that mistake the floating wet ones for jellyfish and they eventually die because they try to eat it. Again, this is irresponsible disposal of, um, of the wet one. Now, it is true that in the early days when wet ones were first made, they were very high in quite toxic chemicals. Um, now, some of those toxic chemicals that were in existence in the early days are not the same now are there chemicals yes um, in them and the reason those chemicals are there the preservative that is used is to stop the wet one going moldy so i would argue that the um, the content of the wet one in this day and age certainly um, is much less are people and do people with very sensitive skin may have a reaction yes um, but some people may have a reaction to town water as well. So it's a matter of uh, they're generally well tolerated by most in this day and age. And if you do have a sensitivity, we'll stop using them. The other thing in this article said that um, they actually spread bacteria. Well, they will spread bacteria if you read the article very closely, where people used the wet wipes um, over and over again and when it came to killing bacteria it actually spread more of the bacteria because people were using it from one surface to another go figure how stupid is that so really when you're looking at this you use it to wipe an area and then you throw it away you don't then take it to another area I mean that's just common sense so what they suggest to ditch the disposables and make your own wet wipes from pieces of flannel cloth or baby cloth. Well, and then they tell you how to actually go about doing this. I would argue that in this day and age, we are not going to get people to do that. But if you don't dispose of or really clean these correctly and store them correctly in between use, you are going to be in a worse state than using the wet ones. So wet ones, I argue, is still the better way of going. In fact, if people went on board these ships with wet ones that had the eucalyptus in them and used them intelligently and disposed of them appropriately, we would not have so many people with... And it's not just coronavirus. These, since, since going on ships have become... On these cruise ships have become so... Um, popular over the last decade we have had with people's immune systems are so compromised because they may be going on a cruise every year and every year they come back they come back with these raging viruses and because 
we are spreading the viruses throughout the ship. Then thousands of people get off in each of the ports and then they mix with the people on land. Then they come back and these mutations are starting to occur. So at the end of the day, what we need to be doing is to find a way to take personal responsibility, start thinking about what can I do to be able to be supporting my immune system, go back and listen to the podcasts, assume that responsibility, but please, I cannot stress enough the importance. Eucalyptus is an antiviral, antibacterial, and it is powerful. You don't need to use a lot of it. It's only a small amount that is required to get the job done. The disinfecting, the antiviral working against any viruses on these wipes are so important if you've put the eucalyptus oil with it. And again, very small amounts. You don't need a lot. It is very strong. Nature has given us in this country a natural product, the eucalyptus, and there are many different eucalypts that are used in eucalyptus oil that basically provide you with a guaranteed antibacterial antiviral component. The wet one becomes the carrier in order for you to be able to apply it. If you don't want to use wet ones, well then find an alternative, but you'll still need to dispose of whatever it is that you're going to use. The convenience of the wet ones is that they they can be contained well. The absorption of the essential oil of eucalyptus will absorb into the product and they are very easy to dispose of responsibly, of course. Now, it is also important for us to just give a bit of a roundup here now about the fears that people have about this virus, all the advertising, the marketing. Every time you turn the TV on, you turn the radio on, something is happening about coronavirus. People aren't going to gatherings, they're not socialising, so please be sensible. There is no reason why you can't go to these places, but just be careful, be responsible, as you would if there is the common flu. Remember, the common flu is killing more people right before our eyes, but it's not being advertised, it's not being promoted, because there is more media stimulus and more people will listen about the coronavirus than the common flu. So just be aware. It's important to socialise, but be sensible, be responsible. Make sure that you are washing hands and keeping your personal hygiene the way that it should be. Support your body and activate your immune response. Fear is so vital to be thinking about here. I don't know why it is that people ran off and started emptying out supermarkets of toilet paper, as an example. Where that came from, I don't know. But people punching each other up in the aisles of supermarkets over toilet rolls. Can we believe that this is actually happening to us as a human race? The going into areas and buying everything you possibly can, just so you will have it just in case you may need it. Really? Let's start thinking about each other in a friendly, loving and caring way as members of our community. Let's support and share. 
Okay, if you run out of toilet paper, not that you will if you've got coronavirus, but if you do run out of toilet paper, ask your neighbour, surely they will share. But think about going and buying bulk things now is really not that supportive. The main thing for everyone to do is to take personal care of self and our environment. Fear is so debilitating and really the worst thing about fear is fear itself because you are living in fiction land. Fear is all about unknown. So let's only deal with fact, not fiction. Ask yourself in your day-to-day life, each second of each day, what am I dealing with factually? Do you have coronavirus? Do you have the flu? Are you well? If you're well, well, so be it. If you have symptoms, check it out. But let's stay within fact mode, not fiction. Fiction is much more debilitating. You can conjure up in your mind the most devastating events that haven't actually happened yet. So with loving, caring and sharing, which is what my podcasts are all about, is to share information that may just help somebody out there. I'm passionate about what I do, and that is helping people. So please start thinking, it is time to take personal responsibility. What can I do for myself and family? What can you do as your community? So family and friends get together and say, how can we support each other? How can we start maybe having better meals if nutrients have been down a bit? What can we do to take stress out of our life? What can we do to be supportive of each other? What can we do to care for each other? And really, please, stop going into supermarkets and wanting to take everything home yourself. That is just being selfish and self-centred. Share what we have as a community. And please interface collectively with people. This thing about going to stop all the sporting activities and all of these sorts of things is just absolute gross stupidity in this country. So there ends my political announcement. I would like to say, however, that I did listen to Alan Jones show which I do quite regularly and he had one of the best programs that I've ever heard today and he interviewed the Prime Minister Um, and really the the interview was absolutely fantastic. So in this country we're fortunate to have each other, we are fortunate to live in the country that we are living in so please find happiness in every moment Take the responsibility for both person and your environment and I look forward to delivering podcasts to you in the future. Now, if you want a particular podcast about a particular subject, shoot me off an email to sandy at sandyrogers.com.au that is Sandy with an I and I'll certainly do one for you and thank you so much for the feedback that we are getting. It seems to be that you're enjoying the fortnightly layout and please don't forget to subscribe so um, we know how many subscribers we have. It doesn't cost you anything, just the click of a button. Take care everybody, until next time.
The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.